Welcome to Frank Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. Here we talk about all things franchising. What is it all about? Is it for you? How do you find the best one to own? And so much more. Now your host, Tim Parmeter. Hello, everyone, and thanks again for tuning in to the latest edition of Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach and your Franchising 101 host. Uh, today, we have one of our franchise partners joining us, uh, the first one of the year. Um, and this is, sometimes we use the term emerging uh, in franchising. These guys are brand spanking new with an amazing concept um, and just tons of opportunity within the always booming home service industry. So we're going to talk, talk to them here in a moment. Uh, first up, always, who are we? And Fran Coach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals like yourself, interested in owning a franchise. We are partnered with well over 600 of the top franchisors in the country, and that spans nearly 70 different industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And the goal of the Franchising 101 podcast is to help educate people on all aspects of franchise ownership. Okay, that's the good stuff. That's the bad stuff. Now let's get to the good stuff. So joining us today, we got two people. Um, so we've got um, the basically the, the the president founder. He's all things for for this group, uh, Mr. Scott Moore of our featured franchise, which is Wallaby Windows, uh, and we also have their vice president of basically everything because he is a self self admitted stud, um, and that is Mr. Caleb Kenner. Um, guys, thanks for joining us today. Awesome, appreciate you having us, Tim. It's always good and fun to be first. <laughs> and then there's Caleb. And then there's Caleb. So right. yep. um he's uh you're it's like on Saturday Night Live, like the more times you come on and then you get the after five, you get the jacket. So Caleb, I think this is what two or three <laughs> for you. So yeah. we got a couple more before we get the velvet jacket for you. So thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for coming back. I've got I gotta get we got some new um Fran Coach and Franchising 101 merch which is the word the cool kids use. Um, <laughs> so I'll have to I'll have to hook you up with that. So Scott, you got to come back at least one more time for you're on the merch list. So, um, yeah. but uh, thanks for coming, man. W Wallaby Windows, we want to talk about that. But first, Scott, like who the heck are you, man? How did you talk us a little bit about you and kind of that journey into franchising? Because this is not your first, first go around with this. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm happy to, Tim. So it's interesting, you know, everybody's journey into uh, into franchising is just a little bit different. Um, and so uh, so happy to tell you about mine. I um, So when I was a, a really young fella, I had a mobile truck washing business and it was an all corporate company that we started. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. So started the business there. And it, like I mentioned, it was all corporate. So we had company owned locations and employees and trucks and and so on and so forth. And we built a great name over the course of a couple of years. Uh, I originally started that business when I was really young and uh, and then decided to pursue scaling it nationally, um, you know, right out of high school. And shoot, two, three years into the business, form, you know, formally into the business, I um, we were growing so fast. We built a great name. We were in five states. We had over 100 employees. And we just hit a point to where we were um, we were being approached by customers in all types of states and and we had national contracts and and so rather not national contracts we had national customers 
that were contacting us saying, hey, can you provide service to us in Texas? Can you provide service in Arkansas? Can you know, so on and so forth. And uh, and so for the first several times that that happened, we would just say, sure, no problem. And then we'd go open a new greenfield, stand up a new location. And and uh, and that was great. That was fun when things were going well. And then we just hit a point to where it was happening more and more frequently. And so we uh, we ultimately that, that that's kind of our, our transition into franchising, so to speak. Um, a good uh, a, a good friend of ours said, Scott, why don't you uh, why don't you look into franchising? And at the time, I kind of had franchising to me had a negative connotation uh, for whatever reason. It was just it, it was just, um, you know, me being being green to franchising. I said, no, I don't want to I don't want to lose control. I think that we you know, we as a company operation probably do a better job uh, because we can control it and and so on and so forth. And started thinking more about that. And month went by, six months went by and finally said, you know, I think that's a really great idea, actually, because we kept getting contacted by our national customers. And so um, we, uh, we, we learned about franchising, learned what a franchise disclosure document was, learned what a franchise agreement was, and we went to work and started to convert from an all corporate company to a uh, to a franchise system, and that was in late 2013. It took the better better part of 2013 to prepare for that. And like most new franchisors, um, they uh, they make some make some mistakes along the way, um, and some that are some that are you know good for franchisees, some that are not so good for franchisees. And we certainly made our fair share of mistakes, but we figured it out over the next couple of years, and uh, and then we really hit the accelerator. And, uh, and and grew that business and and franchising for me was something that when I figured it out and when it when, when the magic happened between the franchisor and the franchisee it was just something like nothing else that I had really ever experienced and it was something really freaking cool and so I realized at that point that was like a, a really big inflection point in my career where I said you know, this is something, this is something I want to be involved in for, you know, for, for the duration of my career. And, um, so here we are. Awesome. Um, very, very cool. And so how long, um, wait, and again, I just want to go back for a second. Like the, the one thing that really stuck in my mind is you were still in high school and you already had this going on. Yeah, so I started my first business. The name of that company is called Flea Clean USA. Um, still around and growing today, and um, and that's something that I'm super proud of. Uh, started that business, or at least the the idea of that business, when I was 15 years old. had a had a friend that had a driver's license, and uh, yeah, so we uh, you know it started as a as a as a really a B to C business at the time. I was just anything I could do to earn a buck, and. Uh, <laughs> And 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 started out by washing, you know, personally owned vehicles and RVs and motorcycles, and that turned into pressure washing of driveways and houses. And then uh, learned of the niche, which is mobile fleet washing. So we would go out to companies like Cisco Food Service and Waste Management, Coca Cola. We worked with a lot of Fortune, you know, one hundred and five hundred companies. And we would basically go out. They they used an outsourced service a lot of the times to uh, to to come out and 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 basically wash their fleets on a routine, you know, recurring basis. Um, so yeah, uh, like I'm just I'm 
congratulations on that. And I'm selfishly blown away because I know what the hell I was doing when I was 15, 16 years old. And it wasn't that. It was probably the same thing as Caleb, um, because at that point, um, I was pretty sure I was going to be um, a basketball star for Indiana University and then, I don't know, play in the NBA for 15 years or so. So that was pretty much my focus at that time. Fell just a tiny bit short of that. Uh, so, jeez. Way to make me feel like an underachiever, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> so um, tell us about Wallaby Windows. Um, start off like what, what the heck do you guys do? Uh, kind of product services, customers. What, what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Wallaby Windows is a window and door replacement company. It's, a, it's obviously it's a franchise opportunity. So we're a win, window and door replacement franchise system. Um, basically what we do is we go into homes where the, you know, the homeowner has a desire to have a more energy efficient window, or maybe they're looking to increase the style and energy efficiency. Maybe they want to change the look of the, the home, or maybe they're doing a multi-point renovation or in markets like Florida or any sort of coastal environments where they're looking for impact rated, you know, materials, we, you know, we can go in and do full, you know, exterior window and door replacement. So it's a really, um, it's a vanilla concept. Um, it's, you know, what we do is, is relatively simple and straightforward. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so that's, that's really what this concept is about. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so only residential, do you get into commercial as well? Yeah, good question. So we, we do residential and commercial. So, um, you know, we can, we have the, the ability to, to do, um, really, you know, any type of window and door replacement, it's not just limited to B2C. Um, and, and, you know, the opportunities, if you just look around whenever you're, you're, you know, you're going down the road, whether it be a strip center or it's a, a, a pharmacy or a home or whatnot. I mean, all of those windows and doors, um, you know, can, you know, Wallaby franchisees have the, you know, have the capabilities to uh, to remove and replace. Or if it's a new construction, have the ability to do new construction as well. Gotcha. Which is my next question right there. So you've got that. So, OK. And here's the good thing is I'm pretty sure windows and doors are never going to go out of style. Right. So we're going to kind of need them. Um, you mentioned the energy efficient part of it, which is, and rightfully so, becoming more and more, I think we're all be, becoming more and more aware of that, even if it's just from a standpoint of I pay less for my electric bill in the summer in Arizona based on having these things. Right. So, um, so that's all cool. What's, um, let's talk a little bit about the business model um, and kind of in particular the owner. So, like, the owner out there repairing and replacing windows and doors all day long. What does that kind of overall kind of high level business model look like? Caleb, you want to take that one? You bet. Yep. So when, when Scott was designing this concept, he really, you know, and I guess I'm going to answer two questions here. The type of, of really owner that we're looking for, Tim, is your sales and marketing you know, that's the type of person that we're looking for. Someone that's managed a team, um, someone that's looking to kind of build an empire. But Scott knew that there could be potentially some things from an operational standpoint that Wallaby could really provide. Um, so we have some, we have de dedicated 
uh, W2, I will say W2 specialist, a contact center that will actually take all the leads and get them on the schedule for those franchise partners in those area, which I think is really, really crucial. Um, the other thing is we have in-house specialists that will work with the subcontractors in this area. So this is a subcontractor model for windows and doors. Um, and so the nice thing about that is it allows the franchise partner, that's what we call our franchisees, to really focus on hiring a sales manager, ops manager to kind of you know maintain that relationship with the subcontractor, really be there for that homeowner. And then that operations manager will be there on the day of the installation when the subcontractors come to the home to answer any questions and really be that support. Because we've all been there. I've been there. I had a shed put in and it was subcontracted out and the guys were jerks. Um, they ran over my landscaping. Nobody there was to answer questions. They didn't know what to say. And so Scott has really taken Wallaby and designed an operational foundation at his headquarters that will really help any franchise partner succeed. Awesome. Well, and I think the, the, the bar is so low in anything home service, right? That if you just don't suck, you're actually above average, let alone if you actually try to be good and, or, you know, it, you know, how many times the experience that you just talked about Caleb, or you, you try to call somebody and nobody answers the phone, nobody calls you back, can't book anything online, like in, in any of those things. So having that kind of that, that contact center, building an infrastructure. And I want to come back to franchise infrastructure down. I don't want, I don't want to make sure we don't, we don't miss that because there's a key thing with Wallaby for being, being new that I think is really key. But even in that, that, fr that franchise partner model, this isn't just like, you're not trying to just like a one person show you're making sure somebody's really on the sales side. Somebody's really making sure that's a happy customer because that's going to lead to, that's going to lead to the referral side of things. Right. So um, one thing you talked about the, the subcontractor model for the labor. And I think anytime there is a subcontractor model in home service, if not the first thing, one of the first things people are going to go is like, I've never had to find and manage subcontractors before. How could I possibly do that? That's where you guys come in. So talk a little bit about some of the support mechanisms you guys have in place. I mean, I know they're all over the place, but that for that subcontractor piece. Hey, everyone. I wanted to take a quick break from our podcast to tell you about our amazing friends at Entrepreneur. If you're looking to become a franchisee or simply learn more about business ownership, and guys, let's be honest, you're listening to the Franchising 101 podcast, so we know you have some interest in this. And I really encourage you to go to entrepreneur.com to check out all of their great content and resources. Seriously, Entrepreneur has everything, all the way from a bookstore to the best podcast webinars and videos, plus information on upcoming events and the latest articles that seriously, they cover all aspects of franchising and business ownership. If you're having trouble deciding which franchise is right for you, start with Entrepreneur's renowned Franchise 500 ranking, which highlights the best franchises of 2022. For 45 years and counting now, Entrepreneur has been and continues to be the most widely recognized and respected authority in the franchise market. Digital and print subscriptions are available, so you never miss out on anything. So seriously, what are you waiting for? Go to entrepreneur.com right now and learn more. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Um, 
So we have really, we've established really wonderful vendor relationships and partnerships um, with some of the biggest brands in, uh, you know, in the window and door industry. And um, so, so we've really gone to great lengths to, 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 you know, be prepared for our franchise partners. And so with that, um, one of the the people on our team um, that, you know, is obviously sharing that knowledge with, with others um, comes from a role of recruiting subcontractors for, you know, over 10 years and uh, for another, you know, another much larger organization than ours. And so, um, you know, we have a full standard operating procedure for how we find, you know, window and door, you know, installers in, you know, in a given marketplace. Um, and we have a full vetting process and, and application checklist and, and, and so on and so forth. So it's a full, you know, fully completed, fully done process that we've already vetted out in our own location of Wallaby Windows. So we know it works. We know that we can, you know, get good quality, you know, subcontractors that are going to show up, get the jobs done, make our customers happy, um, and uh, and just make that uh, a really smooth process for our franchise partners. So, um, you know, and, and we've really been able to do this because, to a large part, our sister brand Koala, um, you know, we've built a lot of uh, uh, a lot of cloud in the industry. Uh, Koala was was no one, you know two and a half, three years ago to all of a sudden becoming a, a behemoth, the most recognizable insulation, installation franchise brand uh, that exists. And so um, so with that, we were able to really tap into to the knowledge base that uh, that we had from there um, and then tap into the vendor network that we've created and, and bring a lot of that stuff over to Wallaby from day one. So it really fast tracked our ability to, you know, to be able to offer franchises with the Wallaby Windows concept. Awesome. No, I love it. And I think the, it's it's just something people, like if it was employees, even if it's in a different industry, right? I'm, I'm going to own McDonald's. I've never managed a burger flipper before, but I've managed people before, right? The subcontractor thing throws those people off because it's not something they have a ton of experience with in most cases. But the, and I know you guys experience this, but the there's there's a real benefit in in that because if they're not any good, it's so much easier to just not work with them anymore than an employee, number one. And number two, when you find good subcontractors, they're going to be smart enough to realize you're their meal ticket because they just want to do the work. And the better job that they do, the more you're going to keep pumping them business over and over and over. So there's, there's some huge advantages to it. It's just like... It's it's all it's like a whole different language. So that like all the different support mechanisms you guys have, that's that's one I wanted to make sure we we really we really discussed a little bit. And yeah. Tim, exactly what you just said there is exactly what we've experienced uh, in our in our flagship location and and throughout our piloting of of Wallaby is you find a good subcontractor. Now you might have to go through one or two to find, you know, find a good one that's going to be responsive, that's going to take you seriously. And and part of that was us, you know, figuring things out for ourselves as well early on. But once you find that subcontractor and you're giving them, you know, work consistently week in and week out, they take you seriously. They answer your phone call and they're quick to make things right if something did go wrong on a job yep. site or whatever the case may be. Um, so, so that's, um, that's something that, that, you know, 
I found really interesting. Um, I had a certain level of skepticism early on about working with subcontractors. Um, and, um, and that fear dissipated pretty darn quickly in the process. Yeah. Um, Caleb, you were about to say something a minute ago. Yeah. 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 I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, but that's, you know, Tim, when I was talking to you, you know, a few weeks ago about this concept, I, I think, you know, the infrastructure right now and, and, and Scott can, can tell me if I'm close with numbers, but you know, we have close to 40 employees currently. Scott's not done yet. We're adding as we speak. Um, and we just have one flagship location. So Scott is building this thing for growth. Um, it's got tremendous potential. Um, and so it's one of the reasons, you know, why I wanted to be a part of this thing because the infrastructure was there. And franchising, you know, for a new candidate, it can be nerve-wracking, right? Like, okay, do I trust this brand? Um, here are some of my concerns. Scott and his team have done a fantastic job of, you know, getting over that and really helping franchise partners understand what we're building. And they'll feel much more comfortable about this type of investment, you know, when they decide to move forward. Yeah. And the let's let's go back to just kind of educating people on franchising for a second. I mean, this is the franchising 101 podcast after all. So the you'll you'll have like and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but usually when you think about having a hundred units in franchising, it's like, oh, you're like you're you're a grown up now, right? You're like you're the real deal. And then under there you'll get you'll get emerging, you know, I hear the terms micro emerging. Wallaby's brand spanking new. There's like you have zero owners open yet, right? And so for some people that may be like, yikes, that's a little scary. The next person's going to go, sweet, I'm on the front end of something, right? But behind the scenes in franchising, the newer brands are sometimes shoestringing it, right? Like the entire team might be on the podcast with us right now, right? And maybe not even like, you know, like it's really just Scott, but his buddy Caleb, he brought him in and gave him a polo to pretend yeah, like it's more, yeah. more people, right? We're talking like 30, 40 employees, right? Within the system, you've got, and, and Koala, I think is, is probably the, Scott, correct me wrong, is, is the true kind of sister to this. That's been around for a handful of years. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys are over that hundred mark um, with, with that. So, you know, kind of been there, done that, um, existing franchisees, is insulation the same as Windows? No, but, right? There's a lot of similarities but between there um, to be able to have all of those resources, that experience to now be able to launch. And, and Scott, you said something, I actually wrote it down early on talking about your fleet business, which the name of it, I probably should have wrote down. Um, but like, oh, and and you kind of did it in that like humble and assuming way. Yeah, you know, hey, we've made some mistakes. Well, we all know people that have never made a mistake in their entire life. I mean, they have, but they haven't realized that they've made a mistake. So to have the awareness, like, yeah, hey, we messed things, we messed some things up. How do we how do we fix that for that brand? How do we definitely make sure it doesn't happen in Koala? And then now you've got all of that experience coming to something that is that is brand new. So this is when you think of something that is a humongous opportunity as a as a franchise with openings basically everywhere. I'm guessing other than Melbourne, Florida, right? Um, everywhere else in the United States, that that fantastic opportunity is not coming 
with like the normal risk of a new franchise. It's coming with proven systems, people, infrastructure, all of that. So kudos to you for already probably building a team much bigger than you need at the moment, but poised to make sure that you have everything in place for for all of the franchisees that come come on board. So it's super, super cool for that. Yep. Um, what do we need as far as, do we need an office? We talked a little bit about the staff, equipment, stuff. What does what does that look like? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one, Scott. So so really, there's, there's no office required. Um, this is home-based. Um, so the franchise partner can be from home. Now, as the business scales, if they have multiple trucks, you know, they can certainly look at a lease space um, for that, but definitely not right away. Um, they need two Ford Maverick pickups. Um, that's part of our initial investment. Um, and then hiring a sales manager and an ops manager. Now, that candidate, if you know the first year, if they're like, hey, I really want to get my feet settled in, I want to kind of really understand this. I'm a sales guy by trade, and they want to take over that sales manager position and then just hire an ops manager. Certainly, you know, we'll look at that as an option and then helping that franchise partner expand to then hire a sales manager, ops manager, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's really what you need there. And then, like I mentioned, two trucks and a and a tape measure um, and simple terms. Uh, but there's no rigs, there's no equipment. Um, you know, there's not a, there's not any really any inventory. Um, all the product is ordered through our software that we use. Um, that's connected so that'll ship all the stuff. Um, you know, to um, to the locations and uh, get those things installed, and then working with our internal team and subcontractors to coordinate uh, the install date. Awesome. And if you know, once a once a franchise partner scales to a certain point, and you know they have two, three salespeople, and if they want a centralized location, a small you know little place to be able to meet up and do things, they're certainly you know welcome to have a, a small office or a a sales office or maybe like a flex warehouse space or something along those lines. But the big thing is that we don't require it. Gotcha. So if somebody wants to be more, more flexible um, and, and work from home or whatnot, like Caleb said, you know, it's, that's, that's really, um, you know, within their discretion. Awesome. Or if they're, you know, they got four little kids or something, Caleb, we're probably going to want to get, a, a, you know, <laughs> yes. a, an office somewhere 100%. else. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, so no, cool. And then, and then, I think Caleb, your point about that, you know, if if that owner is coming in and they've they've got a great sales and marketing background, experience number one, but number two, they want to do that, they can do that. If it's somebody that that's not maybe not their thing, you already have the again kind of the plan in place for maybe take that off of their plate. Maybe they stay a little higher level right off the yeah. bat. It's still possible. Sure. Yep. And and you know the nice thing is is like I mentioned we've we've talked about the infrastructure you know at the headquarters and and if that franchise partner you know wants to hire the sales manager ops manager which which we highly suggest there's still things for them to do you know manage right. the back end finances have team meetings look at conversion percentage there's other things that they will do that and work with our home office team to ensure they're operating at the highest level so just because they're not the sales manager there are right. still things that we'll have them do. Yeah. And I would guess owner is probably best when it's the owner, but that sales manager, if you hire somebody getting out in the community, right? Connecting referral sources, right? Other home service brands. I was saying realtors are the best referral sources on the planet, right? Um, all of those different things are, are going to come into play. Um, can we do, can we do semi-absentee owners? 
Yes, but I want to want to talk about how we how we title that specifically. Um, we want to say flexible ownership options, right? So whatever that means to a candidate, um, it will really just mean that they're going to have to hire a certain number of people, and they're going to have to give the business a certain amount of time. Any you know any franchise that's you know any business doesn't matter if franchised or not. Um, for that business to be successful, the especially especially in the infancy, that business is going to have to have a pilot. It's going to have to have right. someone that is pushing that business forward, um, and you know, depending on the level and quality and number of people that you hire, will determine how many hours you put into that business on a, you know, on a, on a given day or a given week or month. And that will change over time as well as the business, you know, goes through and, and progresses from its infancy to, you know, becoming a, uh, you know, a, a toddler to becoming a, a, an adolescent, right. It'll, it'll require different amounts of time. Um, and so, so what we like to say is, is, is really flexible ownership options. Gotcha. No, I like, and anybody may be hearing the word semi-absentee, for the first time, two things. Number one, listen to some more of these damn episodes because we talk about it all over all, all the time, right? But the, you know, keep your job and have this, but you know, like the, the flexible ownership options. I always tell people, like, if you can't envision 10 to 15 hours a week at least on top of what you're doing, we probably need to not 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 look at this. Isn't just like kick your feet up on your desk at your office at the job and wait for Scott and Caleb to make you tons of money. That's like, that's, yeah. that's not happening. If that is guys, please correct me. And I will be franchisee number yeah. one. So <laughs> let, me, let me, let me know. Right. But it is uh but it is a great option to have um, in, in, tra in transition with that. But all the things that you're, you're talking about, I think this is, this is, key to, to really understand as we differentiate options, especially within home service, you guys have a fantastic infrastructure built up in the franchisor, right? And you have that there for growth to help your franchisees succeed. Novel concept, we want franchisees to succeed, right? So that's amazing. But the infrastructure you're putting in having your new franchise partners, Caleb, I got it right that time, your franchise partners implement right off the bat is one of growth. It's not just you in a pickup truck and good luck, right? It's um, you know, you at least plus one plus our contractors. And really, if we're thinking like, hey, we want multiple territories right away or down the road, we need to build that infrastructure, even if it's a little more at the beginning to to ensure that growth, which again, like for people listening that don't know anything, I'm blown away by that because that that does show, again, your like <laughs> the, the fact that you actually I don't know how to better say this, you actually give a damn about the people who are going to come on as franchisees. And number two is you're putting them in position to be successful and have growth opportunities, which again, kind of the whole point of a new franchise is that people can come in and not come to Phoenix, Arizona and have one territory. It's how do I have Scottsdale, Gilbert, Chandler, Mesa, right? <laughs> right. This right. big, big, huge chunk. I don't have just Lincoln, Nebraska. I have Nebraska, right? Um, those Those type of things. You can't do that as a one person show, you guys are setting the stage for that, which is just really fantastic. So I love it. So um, what else, like, um, 
I appreciate all of your time and the info. So I'm going to throw kind of one more question at both of you. So, um, and I know there's a million things you could probably answer this with, but what else would you really want to make sure that we know about Wallaby Windows that maybe we haven't already talked about? I'll let Scott go and then I'll go after <laughs> Scott. I won't steal his thunder. <laughs> um, you know, Wallaby was really built. Um, you know, it's coming from from you know the franchise industry already. Wallaby was really built with the the franchisee in mind. So we really said, what do we want a franchise franchise partner to experience um, on you know their first day and on a daily basis um, as a business owner? And then we really backed into that. And so that, that's where a lot of the support that we're talking about on this on this podcast is really coming from is, is we've kind of built a, a, a franchisee centric model, um, you know, really taking into account the flexible ownership options, right? We know that there's a growing trend out there where folks are, are wanting to, you know, stay in a position uh, and, and then have a business. And maybe it's, maybe it's an idea of a transitionary period, right? Where they, they start as, uh, employee, start a franchise, and then maybe six months, 12 months, a year, two years, in, or whenever they you know hit that level of comfort, they can transition into their own business on a full-time basis. And so what we really did was we built it you know, with that in mind. Um, and, and that's probably the, the, the biggest thing um, you know, that, that I would really want people to know about, about Wallaby. Awesome. And I, and I think, yeah, and I think for me, you know, Scott talks about kind of his high level vision, which I always appreciate. And, and obviously for me, some of the other details that we forgot to discuss was, you know, this, this concept has good, better, best options. So, you know, one of the things when we talk about windows, um, you know, they're the really high quality ones, right? The, the custom homes, the two, three, four, five million dollar homes. But what's great is we've positioned ourselves in the good, better, best. So, whether we're doing, maybe dealing with somebody that's kind of budget conscious that does want to upgrade their home and in efficiency, we have that option. Um, or if you've got somebody that's brand new custom home, wants this beautiful looking thing, we've got that option as well. So I think that's really unique um, that we can access different types of consumers. And then the the software that does all the estimating, the scheduling, all of that stuff is really cool. It's linked to um, our, our manufacturers. Um, it's really savvy um, and we've got great training. Um, as well. So a lot of things are lined up for success. Uh, we're just looking for bulldozers now. We want somebody to come in and really push push the limit for Wallaby because this thing's going to explode. And, and I'll just say this, if you don't get on it now, you're going to have a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the, or the opportunity is you're going to be a customer because somebody's going to own it in, in your neighborhood. Correct. Right? 100%. We will, be so, there, we will be there soon enough. <laughs> nice. No. And I, I love the, I love that good, better, best thing. Right. And if you, because if you go to the website, the wallabywindows.com, like basically what you're going to see is you're going to see all of Caleb's homes. They keep scrolling, scrolling through there because yeah. he's a baller, right? Though uh, that pro I probably don't see a good window in the in those pictures, yep. right? But um it again having having that option, which is also a great sales tool of like, you know, hey, like here's here's this one, but that's a little bit much. We can come here. That's not nice enough. We like again from a sales perspective, that's great. Cause then really you, you're going to be confident knowing when you're sitting there talking to that prospective customer, whatever the heck they need, you've got for them. Right. So correct. Yep. Super cool. Um, guys, this has been awesome. Thank you for 
coming on and uh, educating all of us, myself included, on Wallaby Windows. And uh, so really, I, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, for doing so. Appreciate you having us on, Tim. And again, it's always good to be, it's always good and fun to be first. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, Scott, even though it won't be, won't be first, um, can we maybe get some time for you here in the next in the month or two to talk about, could I twist your arm to come back and talk about Koala? Absolutely. Okay. I thought maybe. You I'd don't even have to twist for that. He'll just come and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, and if you want to bring Caleb, that's fine. Um, really, they I only gave see... me the one background. I was, Tim. yeah, I was, that's what I was, background. no, I'm joking. That's <laughs> what I was going for. Do we have a different background? Do we have a different polo? So that's what I really <laughs> wanted to see. So guys, thank you so much for, for coming on, on today to chat with us. And as always, for all of our loyal podcast listeners, we hope the franchising 101 series continues to provide insight into the amazing possibilities that can be achieved as a franchise owner. Um, be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to the podcast. If you are inspired finally to learn a little bit more, reach out to us, francoach.net, franchising101podcast.net. There's never any fee for our service. So whether it's Wallaby or one of the other 600 plus franchises that we work with, let's see if we can find your best fit. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow.